We've got great artists over coffee. It's Meet Me for Coffee, Jonah Matranga. How's it going, man? This is awesome. Really good, man. It's been a minute. It's good to do this. I know. Uh, all the way from San Francisco. Uh, Out the, by the city by the bay. I know. Uh, so what's new with you? I know you were supposed to be on this festival called 2000 Trees. And yeah. I, I was doing my research. And uh, some of the bands that actually stood out to me, Thrice, Jimmy E. Yeah. World. Yeah. Um, did not happen two years in a row, man. Uh, two that's years pretty, in a fucking row. That's a bummer. Um, it's a crazy time. It really, that's uh, two summers in a row. I had a UK tour booked, had to cancel it all and hope for next year. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it, it's just insane, right? Because at any moment, things could change for an artist that does it full time. Uh, yeah. Keeping your yeah. sanity is definitely something that uh, I've discovered over the past year and a half. Yeah. Or um, I know you've probably been like twiddling your fingers and, and writing music and trying to find ways to reach out to your fans in other ways than, uh, playing music because you can't actually be there in the physical person sometimes. So what are some ways that you've kind of, uh, you know, de-stress yourself or, um, you know, distract yourself or help, help yourself from going completely insane? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I did go pretty insane at the start of everything. I think a lot of people did. Um, and I just kind of had a moment of clarity thinking, all right, this shit's going to be gone on a while. I got to figure out a way to, to not totally lose it. Um, and I had already been meditating quite a bit, which was already making a huge difference in my life. Um, and it's just for anyone, you know, we can talk more about meditation if you want to and the type I do, but for the most part, I just consider it like a fancy nap. Um, and I try to base a lot of the self-care I do is like do shit that I would have done for fun in kindergarten. And okay. so we used to get tired in the afternoons and take a nap so we wouldn't get cranky. And then we'd wake up and we'd do the rest of our day. And I just, I think we lost a key piece of technology in growing up. So I try to have my little fancy nap every day. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I take walks with friends. I started basically finding safe ways to see people, which for a while it didn't feel like you could do anything. So we, we all just stayed inside a lot. But then like, I just talked to a couple of really close friends who are also taking good care of themselves. And we would just meet up for these walks outside. And it really made all the difference to me to be around another human, to take a long walk. And so I, that's a thing I've kind of kept up as this has gone on. So just did a like five miles today with my buddy, Matt Nathanson, a great songwriter in his own right. Um, I, love that. I love that guy, man. I love yeah, him. Man. Yeah. Um, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, you know, at the beginning of all, all this COVID stuff, it was more like um, this shit's not going to go on for a right, long time. Right, and then right. it's like, ah, crap, we got to figure some things out because everything's closing and the opportunities and, and, and shows are dwindling. They're shutting everything down. It went from one case to a hundred to like 2000. It's like, Oh man, like yeah. your, yeah, your, your I mean, livelihood just flashed between in, in front of your eyes. Right. Like this pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, and honestly it didn't, it didn't hit a lot of us, I think for a while us and by us, I mean, working musicians and working artists. Um, it didn't hit a lot of us that part of it until it really started going on at first it was just our personal safety our friends i mean for me as a singer the most sad and scary thing for me for a while sort of until we had a vaccine until we understood this a little more was like 
I can't even be anywhere near anyone and sing because I don't know if you heard like way back at the beginning of all this, one of the first big disaster stories was uh, in Seattle. There was a nursing home where COVID just fucking burned through that shit like a forest fire. And, um, and then there was like an older group of people that would get together and sing together, like the sweetest thing to do together that I love to do. And they all basically gave each other COVID and killed each other. And it's like super horrifying. So at first I was just trying to wrap my head around like, wow, so we can just die by breathing. Cool. That's awesome. And then I think that resulted in a lot of shock and depression and a lot of TV watching and ice cream eating and dope smoking, you know, and just kind of like, <laughs> Oh my God. Um, and then, yeah, like I just kind of settled in and I realized, yeah, two things. One, this isn't going to end for a while because we're being so fucking stupid about it. Um, and two, because this won't end for a while, I will not be able to do my job for, for who knows how long. Um, and like I say, you know, it's, it's I, I, everyone I know has canceled tours, not once, but twice, you know, like they would have a tour in 2020, they canceled it and they thought, okay, this time next year, 2021, see you then. Nope. <laughs> and so now we're all thinking 2022. And so I, it's, it's really been rough on a lot of people. And I think a lot of people don't quite understand how fucked it's been for musicians because we really don't have, I don't have any other way to earn money. Um, and it's the only thing I've done for my whole adult life. It's what I've kind of put all the eggs into that basket. And so aside from the fact that there, you know, it's not really that no one was fun to be able to find other jobs anyway. Like I don't need or want to, or know how to do much else. Um, so it's a wild time, man. And I know everyone's sick of talking about it. I'm so kind of sick of talking about it too, but it's also this thing that we've gone through collectively that we've never known anything like it. And I'm a person that tries to get curious about the shit we're going through, not to mope about it or be sad about it or be scared about it, but to learn. Um, I try to learn when I get scared. I learn when I get hopeless. I learn when I get sad. And I've been a little bit of that a lot over the past couple of years. So I've done a lot of learning as well. Um, and I've learned that if I keep moving my body and I keep up with, you know, my meditation and writing songs and there's a lot I can't control. I don't know when I'm going to tour again. I don't know where the money's going to come from, but I can control my basic baseline happiness. Um, and so I've been really focusing on that. Hey man, same here. I've, yeah, man. Yeah. During this time, I've discovered uh, many things, and I'm sure you yeah, have. Yeah, who your, yeah. Who your real friends are. Yeah. How, how to take care of your body. Yeah. Um, that's I. You know, there are a lot of conspiracies going around. Oh God, Jonah. But the one conspiracy I, in how I gained 30 pounds, man. Um, yeah, that, exactly. That, that, that's no conspiracy. That's truth. And and I actually started uh, divul like divulging and, and getting into more into the the healthy. Uh, you know, not the healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, and thinking about what I'm eating and putting in my body. Um, yeah, I guess it's a time for self-reflection, right? Uh, I mean, that's if there's any opportunity to be had from all this shit that you just hit the nail on the head. It's a time to slow down, shut the fuck up, and look in the mirror. Like it's a great time for that. And I understand that that all of those things are very difficult for a lot of people. They're difficult for me. Um, yeah. And this time in life has been 
and continues to be a great opportunity. So I'm very happy to hear that you've been, you know, taking it that way. And um, yeah, I mean, I've just been really having fun keeping in touch with people. Um, like you say, you find out who your real friends are. Um, and I've definitely lost track of a lot of people and also kind of broken off a couple of friendships because people just started being crazy. And I, I just, I, I have no more room for crazy in my life. Um, and by crazy, I do mean the conspiracy stuff and just, it's a really sad thing. And I feel for people and it's also like part of what's destroying our world. So I need for, to be around people who at least will agree on like basic math and science, even if we don't agree on a lot else just some really basic history, math and science. And when that goes out the window, it's a real tough thing to have a conversation. So I've been focusing on the good parts, like the, the people who I can have good conversations with and yeah, talking to people that love the music, trying to reach out to them and playing a lot of online shows, um, doing a little monthly club on the website. Um, just, it's been real sweet. You know, there's an opportunity for a lot of things and it's been a horrible horrible fucking time by any measure on our planet for the past couple of years. So basically my love to anyone else going through it, you know, has it been a couple of years? I don't, I'm, I'm lost in some type of like time warp, man. I don't know what date is. Anymore. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it was started in March, 2020. Yeah. We're now in September, 2021 mm-hmm. with no real end in sight. I mean, there's still, I think it's 80 million unvaccinated people in America. Um, and as far as I can tell, the way diseases like this work is they'll just keep mutating if you don't deal with them and they'll keep getting worse. And we're seeing that with the variants They're it's more contagious now. It kills you faster. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it's the, the disease is alive too. the virus. It's a thing. It's a fucking living creature that we're sharing the planet with. And unless we figure out ways to not be a good host for it, it's going to keep on feeding on us. Um, and it won't stop till the food sources run out. Um, I so this is, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, that's the thing is it's not even my opinion. I'm not even trying to be like an adventurous thinker. Like that's just basic ass biology. Like we don't know much, but we do know that we've known it for a while. We know about how vaccines work for a long time. Now they cured polio. They cured the mumps. They cured measles that, you know, they like, at least they made them not a factor in our cultures, in our societies. Um, and so we know how it works, but there's just, I think the larger disease that we have is there's a real death of trust, like public trust. We don't trust each other. We don't trust our institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really rough time right now for having a dialogue. Um, it's getting very hard. I fully agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something comes out from the news, you know, it's, you know, do I believe it? Do I? Right. Right. At, the, at this point, it's so difficult to know because honestly, when the term fake news got going, it's it was such a hilariously great right wing flip because it started out being a complaint against Fox News and the Trump administration working together to create false narratives that would have people focused on not issues that were even real. And then they flipped it and anything they didn't agree with, they just started calling fake news and just deciding it was false. And it's turns out it's a very powerful drug this drug of denial. Um, and so we've got, you know, 
about, I guess, about 80 million people in this country that really don't have kind of let go of believing in basic science and math and history. Um, yeah. Which, if you look back on other times in history when that's happened, speaking of history, like it has not gone well. So I don't have any good, uh, you know, predictions. Um, and again, it just comes back to I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just going to hang out with the people that I love and, uh, and, the people that love the music and I'm going to keep making a bunch of music and trying to collaborate with people and like you're doing like create shit and do, you mm -hmm. know, and it's all we can do. Cause I don't know. I think we're doomed. It, it keeps us entertained. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, reaching out to your fans has been pretty, pretty hard, man. Um, you've got a cool little concept on your website. Um, you got the ideas page. Mm. Let's talk about that. This is uh, so cool because I feel that, a lot of artists should be doing this because it almost like uh, it tempts the person who comes to the website, the fan or someone who like, you know, trips over Jonah's website and say, Hey man, I want to learn more about this. Yeah. You, you, you invite them to subscribe or, or, or sign up and be part of this community that um, I found really interesting. I never thought about doing it that way before. Uh, tell us about like how you decided to go that route. I mean, I've been kind of the, the, the internet has never been very attractive to me in terms of um, sort of promotion, like on this wide level, like telling the world about my great idea. Like I understand that it can be used for that and that's cool. Um, and I have always been excited about just being able to talk to someone one-on-one -on -one who's really far away. It just, that part still just, I, I can't tell you how much I love. I mean, shit, you know, I'm in San Francisco. You're, you're over in, where you're in Toronto? Yeah, I'm outside. Yeah, Toronto. I mean, yeah, outside Toronto. Um, so, you know, we're thousands of miles apart having a conversation with really high resolution video. I mean, it's like kind of wild shit if you think about it. Um, and so I love the personal connection part. So that's kind of all I've ever tried to do with the internet. Um, and... So for a long time now, or in around 2000, I started doing a thing called Always New, which was like a monthly thing where I would make a song every month and tell people about how I wrote it, where I was, if I was on tour, I'd draw little pictures, I'd make little movies. And then every month people would get this little kind of like update. Now that turned into a bunch of things in the world. I mean, uh, Patreon became a thing. I don't know if you've got that, you know, if that's bombing up in Canada, but like uh, it's like this, this thing where you sign up and, you know, kind of like what I do on my own, but they, they, they built a company around it. And, um, one of the things that's been sad to me about the internet is that it's the first time really that an artist has total control over their relationship with their audience and what they create and how they release it. And sadly, so many artists, rather than taking that control and enjoying a really more personal relationship with anyone who likes what they do, they still hide behind managers and things like Patreon and um, they don't just do it themselves. Um, and so I just like to do it myself. I just like to, whenever I can, I like to have it be a direct thing, me and the people. And so that's what ideas is about. It's just like, if you want to support me more, if you want to hang out more, if you want to hear more about the music, then this is a way to do that. Um, and it's a, it's a really just super sweet little, cheap fun thing 
Absolutely. This is so cool because, you know, it's, it's like we talked about self-reflection. Now is a cool, a cool opportunity for many artists out there to just kind of sit back. Yeah. Like what's important about what you do. And then get to the purpose. Like a lot of artists don't have a plan, man. And that really pisses me off sometimes. Right. I mean, mean, it's, yeah. Strange for me. I mean, as a self-reflective person, I just like, I know we all saw the cover of Rolling Stone when we were 14 and wanted to go be rock stars and stuff. But at some point, doesn't the dream sort of evolve a little bit? And I know for me, I learned really quickly that a lot of the things I thought I wanted in rock and roll turned out to be things I didn't really want. Sort of fame, um, just sort of, you know, to be on these big stages and I like do, yeah, lots of big like magazine covers. And I that turned out to be kind of hollow for me. And so then I had to be like, oh shit, what do I like about doing this? And I feel like that's a question that a lot of bands don't even try to answer. And so they just kind of like roll along, like chasing the next popular thing and trying to get money out of everyone. And, but not really doing something of, of, I don't even know what's good, but just anything they fucking mean, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just like when people mean it. And not not pulling in the people either. Sometimes it's like you're not. They're a good band, but they're just not interesting. Like there's nothing. It just you go see a band. Yeah, the band goes on the stage. Hey, that song was great. Who are you guys? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Whatever. They don't have yep. an image. They don't. They don't look like they want to go and play. It's always like I'm just getting off work and I'm just gonna go up on stage and and rip the bass right now. That's kind of like how I look at it sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, and I mean, yeah, bands, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's more than just the music. It's a, you have to uh, immerse yourself in, in, in your, in your band and, and find yeah. who you are kind of like what we talked about earlier about self-reflection and, and, you know, finding yourself um, mentally, physically um, and, you know, just unwrapping yourself and your soul and finding yourself who, who you actually yeah. truly are, um, man. This is this is an awesome opportunity to ask you. you do you have any, any new music coming out or what? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing some uh, some pretty amazing collaboration. Um, I uh, the last thing, the last project I really did was with um, was with Jay Robbins and Zach Barocas from Jawbox, an amazing band. For those of you that don't know them, we did a band called Kamora. Did a little uh, EP that. Um, was really fun and fantastic. And it kind of got me excited about more collaboration. And so I'm working on a thing right now with uh, a guy called Greg Benick, who um, was in an amazing band called Trial back in the day, a great hardcore band. And so we're, I'm doing a, a dual singer thing with him and a couple dudes he knows um, that's real heavy and mathy and strange. And so I'm psyched on that. Um, I have... Uh, the main thing for me is a solo record, a one-line drawing record, first one-line drawing record in a long time that I'm putting out on a record called Iodine out of Boston. Um, and Iodine is a label run by, by a guy called Casey, who I knew way back in the day. And we reconnected over COVID, both talking about what the fuck we were going to do with our lives. And I told him I had this music. Um, and so he's going to put it out. And so that's happening in spring of next year, which I'm super excited about. I'm going to do a single with him, uh, a song called Worry is a Habit um, that I'm super psyched on. So that's coming out next couple of weeks, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'm just on fire, you know, and obviously go to the website. Anyone who, 
you know, wants to hear more about it. But yeah, new album next year, new single soon, new super heavy shit coming out soon. Um, yeah, man, just having fun, freaking out, freaking out big time. I'm I can't I can't contain my excitement for you, man. I, it's cool to hear you. you you're breaking free, and in the, I, I believe the the light at the end of the tunnel is almost there, right? Where you can actually travel and go do some shows and. Um, I hope hopefully. so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping by the, you know, we, we scheduled the release for spring of next year because we thought, okay, by like spring and summer next year, there's gotta be something in place where we can go out and tour safely. Um, so I think this holiday season is going to suck again. Um, and I'm hoping that enough people start learning their lesson that as we head into next year, we kind of get a little ground under our feet. I got to ask actually, since we keep talking about it, what the hell is it like in Canada? How did you all do with vaccination and stuff? How is it going? Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. I was a bit reluctant at the beginning. Uh, sure. Sure. And, uh, I finally got my shots. Uh, yeah, Good. You know, Good. We're, we're doing well in my, my province of Ontario, I think. Good. And, uh, Good. We still have some restrictions, obviously. It's just, it's, sure. I don't see it the masking ever going away to be honest and well that's the thing we had yeah we had seen those masks like a lot of people um in china and japan uh i in traveling there and looking at footage from over there i'd seen lots of people in masks in public and i didn't quite understand it um but now i'm like oh i mean one thing one thing i learned scientifically is that because we were more masked up um in this last flu season our flu numbers were were non-existent i mean this thing that usually kills i think forty thousand people a year or something like that like nothing and it's all because of these little masks um so again this is like science it's right in your face of like oh wow that really works so i personally i don't imagine ever going into a really crowded indoor place um without a mask like because it just seems like it it seems like common sense to me at this point, even though I fucking hate wearing them and they're super inconvenient. And I, I got nothing good to say about them, except for the fact that they do seem to help us not get sick and not transmit illness to each other, which is pretty amazing. If you think about it, just a little thing over your face. Um, yeah. So I, I, don't, that, I don't like, yeah. I don't like the head mask. What do you call them? The, the, the visors, the, Oh, that's having... just, yeah. I don't, I don't quite get that. I don't, that's, I mean, it's cool, I guess. And, whatever. But yeah, to me, just, I never, and again, I'm sure there's lots of great science about N95 masks, but to me, it's all woulda, coulda, shoulda now. But man, if we had all just put a fucking bandana on for the first couple months of this thing, it's, it's tough to imagine how much different it could have been. Absolutely. And now it's, uh, we're hoping to see the light at the end of the tunnel and uh, Jonah yep, we'll see. in we'll Canada see. touring one day, man. Like we got to make this happen. I mean, I'm I miss Canada. This is the thing. No, like I was supposed to come to I think I think called Forge Fest um, last summer, and then it was well, it didn't even they didn't bother rescheduling it for this summer. Um, and so I've been trying to get to Canada for a couple of years now too, and I already hadn't been to Canada for a couple of years before then, just because the world is big. So I miss you all. I miss it. I want to come to fucking Canada. Let's do it, man. We'll meet for coffee in person. And uh, finally, the show's called Meet Me for Coffee. And I ask yeah. all the rock stars and celebrities this. You drink coffee, Jonah. 
I don't. This is I don't. I got enough, as you might be able to tell. I got enough energy running through me <laughs> without caffeine, um, and I actually think caffeine is responsible for a lot of anger in our in our world. Um, but that said, no, I'm a I'm like a water guy. I water. I yeah. I just I just when I was little, I read this book called The Search for Delicious, and it was one of those sort of knights and kings kind of stories and. The king wants to someone to define for the kingdom, uh, for their little kingdom dictionary, what is delicious. And so everyone goes out and makes these amazing dinners and these desserts and all the gets all the finest things from around the globe kind of deal and brings it to the king. And then someone brings the king a tall, cool glass of water and the king drinks it and goes, that is delicious. And that book clearly stuck with me because I just like I never don't think of the king just going, hmm, there's delicious. So I'm a water guy. The search for delicious. I just wrote that down. You saw me yeah. looking down here. Um, yeah, cool. It's, yeah. Note, it's a great little kid book. You know, it's like, you know, I think I read in like sixth grade or some shit, you know. Um, but it's a sweet little fable book and it really kind of changed my life. Um, so yeah, I in the mornings I do, um, I kind of alternate. I do, I'll get really nerdy about this since we're meeting for coffee. This is my coffee. I do a bit of a, like different kinds of mushrooms, not psychedelic mushrooms. I like those too, but not every morning. Um, uh, different kinds of mushrooms and some cacao powder and some like collagen protein powder shit, like some, you know, hippie shit. Um, and I stir all that up with some hot water uh, and a little bit of fakey milk. And so one day is kind of this like chocolatey drink. Um, and then the next day I do hot water with a little bit of juice and apple cider vinegar. Um, and again, a little collagen powder and I stir all that up. And so I have like kind of a citrusy drink one morning and a chocolatey drink the next morning. And I kind of alternate. And those are my little, like get me going in the morning vibes. That's my coffee. That's that's the answer I wanted, man. Thank you so much, Jonah. Let's do yeah. this again.